got your asses whipped by a bunch of goddamn nerds. Hey, sports fans, welcome to Sports Nerds. Here are your hosts, Dr. Samuel J. and Dr. Brian Schrader. Hey listeners, today we are going to air the second half of the conversation that Zach Johnson and Guy Garth had regarding skateboarding and in particular the contemporary place of skateboarding in our culture. Zach and Guy were students of mine in my summer sports discourse in media and society class and their podcast is part of a series of podcasts that we are going to be airing created by my students. If you missed the first half of Guy and Zach's conversation, I suggest that you hunt it down. I posted it up earlier in the week. Make sure that you take in those 30 minutes before you finish up with these last 25. Very, very insightful conversation about the topic. And I hope you'll look forward to listening to the rest of my students talk about sports and some contemporary issues in that arena. If you enjoy the show, make sure that you leave these two and everybody else some nice comments. You can find us on Facebook, fb.me slash sports nerds, on Instagram, at sports.nerds, and on Twitter, we are at underscore sports nerds. Brian and I will be recording this week, and we will have a show up for you later, but we do want to kind of air these as a little bit of a bonus for those listeners who like what we're doing and welcome back to part two of zach and Guy's discussion on the evolution of skateboarding and professionalism in skateboarding back to because i guess i guess you know what let's talk let's about just, skateboarding just skateboarding more. because this is what it is this is what this is basically what we've been talking about now so um do you think that skateboarding is too far gone to remain the uh the sort of uh niche like yes uh, that, that, we've been, that we've been talking about yeah but i feel like back in the day it when it was like that it, it wasn't the cool thing to do right like you know you weren't cool if you skateboarded you were like a weirdo unless you were like unless you were in a small town where like pretty much anything went which like eagle gypsum that's where oh, I grew it up. was like a weird so like, like not like is, a oh, that's what i'm saying so like eagle and gypsum like we were fine like every like if you skateboard yeah, yeah smoking weed we were still like seeing like living we were, like, in rvs oh well, that kid's already smoking weed at like 13 like all that sort of stuff right but it's like people didn't really care because we had such a small population there was such a small population of people actually yeah. skateboarding so so that didn't matter but i would imagine yeah like bigger bigger cities especially down here I, I mean, what was, what was it like being down here? Because you grew up, uh, how old are you? 26. 26. So you grew, you essentially got to grow up in the period of time where. Skateboarding was cool. Where it's cool. That time. Yeah. And, well, and then was, wasn't cool and then was cool. Like, yeah. wasn't cool, then was cool. Yeah. Bunny years. Yeah. And I don't even know, like, uh, respectively, if it was like. I don't know, man. I like I I do kind of think about that because it's like maybe I did get into skateboarding because I did think it was cool, mm. but then I found something much more that had so much. It more, actually had depth. It had so much more depth and yeah. weight to it than just like oh, looking cool or whatever, you know. Yeah. But at that the start of it, yeah, definitely. I don't know. It's kind of in this probably in a similar way that a little kid or like a young boy 
idolizes like John Elway as exactly. a kid, and he's out in the field throwing a football and acting like, oh, like fourth down and three, and then he like throws a touchdown. And yeah, he like looks cool, and he goes, he like looks into the fake crowd, and everybody's screaming at him. Because I used to do that shit too, where it was like just kind of like playing through what it could be or whatever. And but, I think- but in the same time, so like yeah, with skateboarding, and that's where I almost look at how the X Games, even though they're just like. They're kind of whack these days. Like, mm. nobody really even gives a fuck about the X Games. Unless yeah. it's, like, like maybe I'll turn it on to watch, like, the Mega Ram. Because it's, like, exactly. just to see, like, what the fuck is going on there. I'm, can we cuss? Is, are people going to... He's fine. Okay, yeah, cool. he, What's Technically, we, this is a podcast. We Shout just out to Sam for saying fuck in our class. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, with, uh, like, I don't follow the X Games. But, but I do have a respect for the X Games because... I did. I started skateboarding because my older brother had skateboarded, and I was mm-hmm. like, "What? I want to be like my older brother, and he's cool, right?" So it started out as that, but then it became much more. Like I've already said, but watching the X Games when I was in like elementary or middle school, it was cool because it was like I didn't like. I'm not one of the kids. I know I have a lot of friends, like you know Clay, mm-hmm. or like I have another a bunch of other skate friends who are a little older than me, who like would save up their money from like their little part-time job in like middle school or like all their allowance and like would buy skateboarding films to like watch you know what i mean like yeah. just watch, to watch people's video parts and like see what's what's yeah. going on and i wasn't into it at that level when i was that young so i would just like i would be watching espn or whatever like it would be on abc or like a bigger network and i would be watching the olympics on a weekend and, or not God, i keep calling the x games the olympics that's what it's basically what it is uh <laughs> right. but i would be watching the x games and be like but this is sick, dude. Like, how are they doing this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, so that, I feel like it maybe gave me a little inspiration, but for the most part, I just, it's it's just far from what it is for me today, I guess. Yeah. You know? And I think, all right, so then, I, I, something that we really haven't touched on in regard to this aspect was, would be the I guess the the television influence where where you know especially in like the late nineties early thousands we had the jackass guys who everybody knew about and those guys had professional athletes associated to their crew. Do you think that that sort of and I know it's like Bam Mark so many fucking Jerry so many other shows have spawned off from that too like Nitro well maybe Nitro Circus was a kind of already older thing Nitro Circus but but those those guys were initially I think they were guests on Wild Boys or something like that and then they were like let's make a show out of this right so 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 yeah like do you so do you think those type of shows help or hurt and do you think that the people of influence like the Travis Pastranas and the Bam Margeras and then the Ryan Dunn's rest in peace yeah. All those kind of people. Um, do you, do you think that is what's lacking in today in leveling this sort of advance in professionalism? Um, because I mean, I, as far as exposure goes, just talking about all this, I feel like those guys really helped with the exposure of the sport and bringing it da- back down to uh, to a comedic and to a, a humbling, like a, a humbling comedic. Yeah, sort like, of a, level. like a like a. Like a grassroots kind of exactly homebrew style, and that like old anybody, school skate video sort of feel. Yeah, like, like anybody like can kind of have this experience. CKY, like, right? It's not like you have to train your whole life and like somehow have a a mega ramp in your backyard yeah. to like be able to, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that, uh, and like like we talked about with King of the Road. For anybody who doesn't know what that is, I would look it up. Um, Vice has awesome Unreal. awesome shows, but it does. It kind of I I think it portrays. Some of the more like real camaraderie and just silliness and like wackiness of skateboarding mm-hmm. 
because that's what it's all about it's just like for me being at the skate park with some homies goofing off just trying new shit falling hurting myself but mm -hmm. like learning new shit learning new tricks having a good time would you say that uh the skateboarding community even even though it might not portray this because I work in hospitality and and and, uh, and something that's also been pounded in my head and coming back to school and minoring in marketing is building relationships. Mm. And that goes across all aspects of life. It doesn't matter what area it's in, whether it's sports, whether it's business, it doesn't matter. So is building relationships, especially when you go to a skate park as eclectic as, as Denver Skate Park can be, um, do you see that sort of aspect definitely contributing to um, – to learning new tricks and 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 just going along with like the people watching thing and just like getting to know the people around there because they have the similar type of interests that you have. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, to, to thinking about like the skate culture in Colorado, especially, and within some of like California or Oregon or. Uh, like Florida has a, a really cool skate scene. I'm really not sure about the East Coast. Maybe maybe, maybe more street skating. Probably. I would imagine. But uh, for the Colorado skate scene, it's amazing right now. Like the the amount of like I don't really skate a lot of street. I don't seek out spots to skate in the city. I don't really like ollie downstairs. I don't grind handrails. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I skate more transition, like in bowls, invert, yeah. um, and just like the flow that parks have. But Colorado has some of the most, like, amazing... Team Payne comes around and builds some of the best skate parks that are out there. Uh, so it's I'm, I'm, we're, I'm blessed to live in Colorado and have these free skate parks that I can just show up to and, like, you know... Do you see... All right, and then actually that just... This, do you see... Because you frequent those spots. Do you see a lot of uh, um, divide between the people who are there to train and seek out the professional sort of aspect of skateboarding and the people who are there just to dick around and have a good time and smoke weed and drink yeah i don't really i mean like is it it's clicky i guess is what i'm saying uh, maybe i don't know like you can tell if somebody's a buster you know what i mean like mm -hmm. buster i don't know if you ever use buster. that term like a buster yeah, yeah. a kook mm -hmm. yeah a jerry um, yeah daryl yeah yeah chad chad uh <laughs> No, I just, you don't really see it too often, man. Like, cause I risk, cause here's another beautiful thing about skateboarding is like, I can show up to any park and if there's like an eight or nine year old that's skateboarding, I can like have a good time with them and maybe like teach them something or like even th there's like nine year olds that I've met who are like sh rip harder than I do. Yeah. And it's like, what is going on? This is nuts. And then at the same time, there's old dudes who are like 55 or 60. When I go to the Roxborough skate park in Roxborough, it's like way down south. No, I've never, um, never been there, never heard of it. Yeah, but it's, it, they have these pools and like, an, like a legitimate pool with like stairs and like like a pool that they don't fill up with water. Yeah. But they like, they built it to be a like yeah, actual awesome. pool. Yeah. But there's these old dudes that rip that, that spot. They're like in their late 50s, maybe early 60s. And I can show up and just like have a good time with these old boys that are just, you know, that have been around skateboarding for its entirety, mm -hmm. almost. And just kind of shred with them and, like, learn, maybe, like, check out their style, learn some tricks from them, just have a good time. So, like, skateboarding does not discriminate. That There's no, that's, like, one of, that's what I'm trying to get at is, like. There's no separation. There's, like, the age of power. Gap, there's right. no, there's no sort, it's, like, you, you if you're skateboarding, you're in the yeah, club if you're, sort of Yeah, if you have a skateboard and you're learning or if you shred or if you're, even if you're, like, because I definitely see this a lot at skate parks too is like the dude with the earphones in who is 
completely blind to everything else around him, which is kind of annoying. And people call it being snaked. I don't know if you've ever heard that term. There's so many terms I could teach you about skateboarding. Um, we've already been over some of them. Uh, kook is one of the ones that it's funny. It's cool to call people that are, you know, just like not that are like somebody that's like riding like an electric scooter through a skate park, like kook. Yes. Yeah. He's a kook. That's fucking, like not that's a fucking local. Ridiculous. It's a surfer term, I guess, but it's, you know. That and honestly, the, like the looks, kooks, I guess the kooks only, when dude. I was a kid were were like the normal scooters, like the kids right. trying to break in with the dude, scooters. And then even the even the rollerbladers, dude. Oh, my God, man. Talk Sorry about, like, to anybody who's kid who has a scooter, but like, seriously, fuck scooters. Like, this, it's so dumb. And and, and then especially, uh, especially yourself here, Dr. J, just don't let your kids try to pursue a life in professional fucking scootering. <laughs> For the love of God, just no, like give him like, a skateboard, give him rollerblades, give him anything but a scooter. Yeah, yeah, here's the thing: if you're having fun at whatever you're doing, have fun. With <laughs> have it. fun with it. But like, do not show up to a skate park <laughs> in a fucking minivan and drop off your five year olds that all have scooters who have no idea about skate park etiquette. Like, it, like a skate park is not a playground. No. You know what I mean? Like, just like a golf course. I'm a, I'm a big golfer, okay. dude. I know that. Maybe it's like meta- etiquette, right? But maybe metaphorically, a skate park is a playground. But, like, a skate park is not a place to drop off your, like, untrained children and, like, unsupervised children and just, like, have them take over a skate park. Go have fun. It's, like, literally dangerous. Oh, yeah. Like, they, like, I've run into scooter kids so hard and, like, hurt them, not on purpose, but because they have no awareness and of, no, like, and of, of the yeah. flow of a park of, like, you know what I mean? They just kind of go wherever the hell they want to go right. and do whatever they want to do. And they say, and then, before they drop drop in, they always say, dropping. <laughs> they like, they'll be at the top, they'll be at the top of a run or like at the top of a bowl and be like, dropping. There's like nobody around. You're on the nobody other side of the skate that. park and then all of a sudden you're just here, a, dropping. Dropping. Says, uh, <laughs> but seriously, I've gotten uh, so uh, mad at scooter kids. Basically because like I don't want to hurt a child, but also because I don't want to hurt myself in something that was like not necessary. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Super like, they'll snake you. It's called a snake. Super good so, like, yeah, say you're well, skating, uh, like, a part of a skate of park, and, like, dude, everybody sees name, that you're dude. skating that. What's your body? They have the awareness. You're, like, maybe somebody's, like, yeah, dude, uh, kind of, like, what's your session it with you? Like, yeah, you know? the guy. But and, like, people G-E-E take turns. Like, it's a turn-based thing. The guy. Unless you're, like, a weird skate park. Because if I spelled it like my name, it would be Guy, the guy. But let's talk about just, like, it's don't have. They Which I've kind of done some presentations on. Anytime that I, like, have a paper around or, like, a presentation Last semester, I gave this presentation on, like, how skateboards are made. And honestly, it was cool to learn. Oh, sure. I don't know if you know how they're made, but... Uh, I mean, I have an idea. So it's, like, like they're usually seven-ply, and they're, like, really skinny sheets of plywood that get glued together in a press, right? right? And it sits in a press. And that's what kind of makes the concave and then, like, the, the hardness. That... Well, because the, the – what, so the, what was the snow – or what was snow? What was the skateboard prior to, like, the Lords of Dogtown skateboard that everybody yeah, was seeing Yeah, so, like, movie? some – I'll go through a little history. So I think everybody probably knows this, but it's – skateboarding is a, is a hobby that's adapted from surf – surfers and, like, sur- surf culture way back in the day in the ni- – so 1950s. Somebody kind of had the bright idea of, like, let's take roller skate wheels and just, like, mount them on, like, a two-by-four piece of wood and see if I can stand up on it and, like, ride it down a hill. And that caught on for a little bit, and they were, like, selling them. They were called, like, sidewalk surfers way back in the 50s, I think. And, like, just for a little bit. It was, like, one of those, like, weird little gimmicks that you'd see on, like, a TV that's, like, skateboarding. Or, like, you know what I mean? It's, like... 
uh, and they were pe- like they were just they were yeah yeah they were like have you tried skateboarding yeah so like little little toys for kids for Christmas or something just to like give yeah. you like have fun on like your little and they I think a lot of the times they were like scooters they had handlebars on them but not so oh, that, like Back to the Future right like so you're so Marty McFly created the skateboard is what you're saying yeah but anyway so that was the fifties. Fast forward like 20 years, maybe late 60s, early 70s, mid 70s. Uh, there was a drought in California, and if you've seen the Lords of Dogtown yeah. documentary, you would understand mm-hmm. or you would know a little bit about this. But like so much of skateboarding drives from from surf surf culture and surfing in general. But there was a drought in Southern California, and the surfers there just wasn't uh, there wasn't a lot of good break. There wasn't a lot of good wave wave to catch. Uh, so um, what they did was skateboarding was kind of all are, are already around, but uh, they got some skateboards and they started skating pools and like skating because they in the because street. of the drought they had to they had to find something drain else to the do. pools right, and, right. but also yeah, that. also all the pools were empty for the most part right. because of the drought right uh, just these dudes and there's a longer story that's a lot more in depth but. Uh, these dudes that skated for uh, Zephyr Skate Surf Company or something in Santa Monica, California, which is known as Dogtown, uh, they just brought like a grimier style to like skateboarding, and because it used to be kind of this like kooky, like I'm dancing on my board on like just flat concrete in a basketball court, I'm like doing spins and like yeah. looking like a ballerina type like yeah. stuff, but they brought this like more hesh. That's another term that you might want. Hesh. Know. It's hesh. Yeah. Right. They brought now. this more like. Like low to the ground, like fast surfer hesh style that was like, that was cool that people were like, what? This is kind of rad. Instead yeah. of this like weird, like I'm wearing short shorts and like listening to like uh, disco. Yeah, like the Bee Gees or something yeah. and like um, spinning <laughs> it's around. It's incredible. It's incredible the transition of skateboarding. Yeah, so that's when it was like, well, this is kind of like could be like a hardcore thing. And like yeah. they started skating transition, which was, you know, and, and getting vertical on walls when they would skate pools and they like realized like oh it's kind of like a wave mm-hmm. how a wave same with the the weight distribute and like right how, especially when you're in the yeah, pool the like way ride that you the would, wave get yeah. pit it bro get, get pitted bro hit it shaka just sit back in that green room you know <laughs> just straight up slotted in the in the tasty ones uh so yeah they started skating vert and uh they started skating pools and that's when like it really took off and for a while, it was. Uh, I'm getting so far into depth. In, no, like, dude, into no, this, this is no, this is good. So for a while, it was. Uh, it was mainly vert skating. Like, yeah, vert was like the thing to do, and like the vert boards were really big, and they were like ten inches wide and kind of shorter, and had bigger wheels and like not really a nose. It was mm-hmm. just like one kicktail on the back, and like a bunch of like plastic all around it to save the skateboard and stuff. Which is, it's kind of coming back. People are riding like the the grind bars and yeah. the, like the grind rails. I saw that. Um, yeah, I have, I have one right here with it on it, but, uh, yeah. So for a minute, that's kind of what skateboarding was. And it was just all about vert. And they used to have out in Boulder, actually, in the, the late seventies, they had this huge bowl that they would have these competitions at and stuff. It's been, it's now since been closed, but yeah, that was kind of, cause Boulder was one of actually the towns where skating kind of took off too. There, that was one of the first like public skate parks was in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, wow. It was a I little like that. snake street course. Yeah. Like, uh on the hill somewhere up there so why wouldn't they keep something like that seems like it was historic at the time but you think about like in the 70s like it's historic now but you think about in the 70s and 80s it was like oh that was cool for a while yeah whatever it's just a fad let's just let's just build houses 
and tear that down. Yeah. But that's kind of what happened. It, it went from just kind of like doing carves in between cones and like skating vert. And then uh, street skating happened. That, and that's what I, that's so what I was going to ask. So in the early like 90s, then... people were like, wait, I can like ollie and like do flip tricks and yeah. like go into the streets and like skate random stuff. And it became, that's when like skateboarding really changed. See, and that sure. to me would have, that to me is obviously that, that is like, that's the crux, the crux of the history of skateboarding. Crux is a truck company, actually. Isn't the, is it in crux also a rock climbing reference for the, I don't know, for the, uh, I believe it is. Crux. Crux. Crux is a crooked run. Crux. Oh, but crux is, <laughs> crux is a, is a truck company. I don't know. I guess I'm gonna, I, fuck dude. Skateboarding truck, not like a, trucks. <laughs> trucks no crux yeah so and then there's somebody named mark gonzalez who kind of invented not i don't know if he it was the first one but he was pretty much the first one that ever grinded a handrail like, like bullied and hit and yeah hit like the, board and hit slid the, a handrail and like was it people were that like, must have been crazy people were like get the fuck out dude <laughs> right? like this is happening like so then you saw like a major decline in vert skateboarding and you saw a major uptake in the yeah, street and like in kids just Cause that's that's I feel like it was already punk rock and like already against the stream mm -hmm. and everything else, but like that's when it was like really like the rebel the the rebel part of it really came out because it was like the I'm, outcast sort yeah of like, like I'm downtown being like a fucking street rat mm -hmm. getting in people's way skating spots that I shouldn't be skating like just you know being a nuisance in the public eye, um which I could. I could tell another story. I mean, so I, that's when skate, like street skating took off and it changed and all the vert skaters, but Tony Hawk lasted through that. Cause he was a vert skater in the eighties. Mm -hmm. He lasted through the streets, the street stuff from the early nineties to like the mid to late nineties. He lasted that like almost decade of like vert skating, dying and street skating coming up. Mm -hmm. He was, and like, then became he famous again. Yeah, yeah. He talks about that a lot where it's like, you know, I skated when it was cool. I skated when it wasn't cool. And now it's, you know, now it's so cool. and now he's just, now he's just like the, the LeBron James, the Jesus of skateboarding, you know, he's like the savior, Tony Hank. He is the uh, Tommy Hawk, baby. Tommy Hawk. He is the he is uh, what I would consider the pinnacle of the extreme sports Illuminati when, faction. Yeah, yeah. When you think of skateboarding in your head, what do you picture? I mean, it's it's Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk, right? It's Doing Tony Hawk, and then it's uh, and it's rocket power. Yeah, definitely. Oh, man. What was I gonna say though? Oh, so uh, with street skating. What, do you know why we have so many skate parks? Let me ask you that. Like, just in general in the country? Yeah, like, why are there skate parks? Why would people start building skate parks? Um, because it's a way to funnel the po a population of of people that are socially unaccepted into one area and keep them there. Damn, that was deep. Was that pretty good? That was deep. Well, the general reason was to get the kids off the streets. Okay. So you could go down to the city. So that's so in a one sense, of the what bigger I said reasons. Was kind of right. Right. In 2001 or 2002, whenever Denver Skate Park was built, one of the bigger first, one of the first like large scale, huge like skate park operations that were like was ever, you know, funded and like uh, laid out and like built for a city. But for, so what people wanted to do was like, these fucking skate rats won't like get off of my, you know, like, storefront or mm -hmm. like they won't leave the downtown area they're like pissing people off so they were like let's just build spots for these kids to skate you know what i'm saying when did that really start was it was you early, say 2000s, eight, early 2000s early 2000s there were skate parks before that yeah but they were like indoor skate parks but not like not like, like the boom pay. yeah exactly yeah. yeah but basically they were just like how can we just like get the kids off the streets 
so people can go to the 16th street mall and like you know not just hear like ollies and yeah you know and people getting in people's ways yeah but uh which honestly i'm you know i'm, I'm glad that that happened because like i wouldn't you know the amount of like transition and vert skating that is out there in colorado especially is just um unreal but also to me if anything that's what i would think most skaters would have wanted mm -hmm. was an area to claim as their own because everywhere that they went they were competing for space it was right. like with, with people who weren't involved with what they were trying yeah. to do you know so so uh, why not give just build a baseball field for people who want to play baseball build a fucking skate park for people who want to skateboard and so much of that just so much of like the cool it's not cool it's like this is the trend now this isn't the, you know what i mean like so much ebb and flow uh in skateboarding because now it's cool again i mean it's kind of always been cool but now it's like the big thing is like if you like skate street like you don't skate at a skate park like you literally go to the streets and like you find street, you spots, find street and you spots film and like you you know a little end notes here um because I, I, this is an aspect of sports that definitely is on a, is on a unique discourse, and uh, I, that not a lot of people really want to know about or are engaged with, and I, and I think it, that is starting to become a thing just across the board with professional sports in general that people are just becoming less and less interested because it's the same shit over and over again. But I think that's what skateboarding, especially brings to the table as far as uniqueness in that we don't know a lot about skateboarding. We don't know a lot about the culture of skateboarding, but with the right people hopefully being the face of the sport and also not forgetting about, like we were talking about earlier, with the grassroots of, of the sport, I, I think that skateboarding is going to be around to stay for a while regardless. Yeah. I think the state of skateboarding right now is in probably one of the, the coolest the coolest and most individualistic type of expression that it's ever been at. Yeah. Because I feel like through all the fads of skateboarding or, like, the the what was cool or, like, what people were skating or, like, what, you know what I mean? Like, just how it was in and out of, like, now it's vert, now it's skate, now it's street, now it's park, now it's... Um, I think that it's all it's all being encompassed and it's all something that's accepted mm -hmm. in skateboarding. If you're on a skateboard and you're having fun that's all that matters yeah right now you know at least in my mind um and like like i've said a couple times during this during our show is uh skateboarding to me is something that like is near and dear to my heart and it's like special and it's something that i'll always cherish in the moments and the friendships and the experiences um like they've gotten me through hard times they keep me going it's it's the one thing for sure in my life that you know i have a blast doing that always pushes me. There's always a challenge. There's always something new to learn. I'm always falling. I'm always, you know, I've never been seriously hurt, but I'm always, you know, if you're not slamming, you're not trying. Not trying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, I think that where it's at right now, and I'll end it with this, is with the Olympics, with like the pro athlete skateboarding thing that's happening now, it's not going to take anything away from like what I, what I, what I have or like what skateboarding means to me. But I think that it kind of it kind of balances out what it is. Mm -hmm. Like you got to have your jocks and you got to have your freaks and you got, you know what I mean. Like exactly, there's so much in skateboarding. Just, just, just be who you are, be whatever you yeah. want to be. And like for the Olympics and for like it pushing it, it's like pushing that level of of like what's possible on a skateboard. Like go for it if you want to be like that 
hectic and like that driven to like be the best or to win the gold medal or whatever you want to do um be that you know but for me it's just skating mini ramps it's skating bowls it's pump it's like just pumping around and like flowing and like having a good time it's not so much like i'm gonna show these kids up or i'm gonna yeah be the best you know it's just and i guess that's probably the best thing about skateboarding today probably is that um through all the advancements that whether it's the technology um the the film work really really any aspect of skateboarding today i think that it's pretty unique that it has the ability to really remain its own sort of sport and be its own kind of person almost um in a world where conformity seems to be the only way to adapt and become uh a a, a viewed as a as a normal uh, normal thing in society today you know so so for for that purpose i hope that skateboarding remains and will continue to remain the slightly obscure but always i guess always on the radar type of sport you know right yeah and i guess i'll just leave it with this um if you ride a skateboard keep on thrashing skate or die you know what i'm saying rock on rock on but if you ride a bmx bike or if you ride rollerblades or if you're a scooter kid hopefully you're not a scooter kid that like gets in people's ways and is just you know with skates with you know scooters with reckless abandon yeah towards other people's well-being um yeah but whatever you do basically whatever you do have what you're saying have a good time educate yourself if you're and honestly this just goes across the whole board again yeah i don't mean to like no 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 that that, that makes it makes sense though it's just like it's just like be cognizant if you are if you want to be a part of the community do your best and learn about the community. Right. You know? Anyways, whether you roller skate, ride a mountain bike, ride a fixed gear, you know? Just do it. And have face tattoos and whatever. Eat organic and shop local. If you're a hipster. Lock your bikes up, bro. Just be the best hipster that you can be. Be the best hipster that you can be. Be you. All right, signing off. Best way to go. Zach Johnson here. Guy Garth over here. Later, y'all.